All right, News Roundup, information overload hour. If you're just uh, getting in your car and you've been out of pocket all day, we have uh, the verdict is now in. Not guilty on all charges in the Kyle Rittenhouse case. I go back and I look at Joe Biden. I actually have a copy of his of his Twitter account. There's no other way to put it. The president of the United States refused to disavow white supremacists on the debate stage last night. And he shared a video clip on Twitter denouncing white supremacists that included a photo of Kyle Rittenhouse wielding a gun with the words, as we saw in Kenosha. The first person I'd sue if I was Kyle Rittenhouse would be Joe Biden. The next group of people that I would sue is the media. Now, I, I could literally play an hour's worth of commentary I call them the mob for a reason. They are a mob. The same, the same group of people that get every case wrong. The same group of people. They didn't learn from Richard Jewell. They got that wrong. They didn't learn about the Cambridge police. Uh, Obama got that wrong. They didn't learn what happened in Ferguson, uh, Missouri. Uh, my sources on the ground told me early on they're never getting a guilty verdict because multiple eyewitnesses corroborate the story of Officer Darren Wilson. I told everybody that in Baltimore, even though expectations were raised by the mob and the media, there's not going to be a single cop that will be found guilty there. After, I think, three acquittals, they gave up. Uh, then you've got the UVA rape case. Then you've got the Duke lacrosse case. You see a pattern here? The rush to judgment, just like the mob and the media. Three plus, maybe four plus years of never ending lies about Trump, Russia collusion that never happened. Let me let me play just some of it. It's long. It's a little long, but just so you can hear it yourself. The rush to judgment, no due process, no presumption of innocence. And if I am Kyle Rittenhouse's attorney, I am taking names and I am filing lawsuits, just like Nicholas Sandman did. Listen. Kenosha shooter Kyle Rittenhouse. He murdered two people, by the way. Rittenhouse is basically what you would have had in a school shooter. He's a 17-year-old kid. He shouldn't have had a gun. He crossed state lines to supposedly protect property. No, he was going out to shoot people. Kyle Rittenhouse, the 17-year-old vigilante. Kyle Rittenhouse, the vigilante. Kyle Rittenhouse, the armed teenage vigilante. A 17-year-old vigilante arguably a domestic terrorist, picked up a rifle, drove to a different state to shoot people. Kyle Rittenhouse, a guy who's deeply racist, went with weapons to a Black Lives Matter protest, looking to get in trouble. He did. He murdered a couple of people. Rittenhouse, uh, the 17-year-old kid, just running around, shooting and killing protesters. You see the 17-year-old who was radicalized by Trumpism, took his AR-15 to Kenosha and became a killer. A white, Trump-supporting, MAGA-loving, uh, Blue Lives Matter, social media uh, uh, partisan, 17 years old, picks up a gun, drives from one state to another with the intent to shoot people. A 17-year-old boy mm. who drove across state lines with an AR-15 and started uh, shooting people up including a guy with a skateboard. Kyle Rittenhouse, who has killed protesters, unarmed protesters. Rittenhouse is a 17-year-old that went with a weapon into the middle of uh, protests uh, and then provoked people and then shot and killed them. Kyle Rittenhouse is the enemy. A boy from out of state 
drives up to the state with an AR-15 around his neck, shoots and kills a couple of people, uh, shooting wildly, running around, uh, acting like uh, rent-a-cop. Drove across state lines armed with a rifle to go and shoot people. What a dark, uh, dystopian scene where a 17-year-old boy is carrying around a rifle, running around and and gunning down protesters. Chaotic situation with somebody who's untrained with a weapon, uh, going to the middle of civilians and just looking for trouble. And it is trouble that he found. Amy, I don't have a crystal ball, all right? What I know is the law and what I know is what white people are willing to do to defend white supremacy. That acting job of the crying, I can't even look at it. That is one of the worst acting jobs I've ever seen. He was well prepared by his defense attorneys to disrupt his image as a trigger happy vigilante who went on a shooting rampage at a Black Lives Matter protest. I'd here to weigh in on the mob, the media, uh, and frankly, you know, you have people like Hakeem Jeffries, all these other politicians, uh, Joe Biden himself, uh, Joe Concha, Fox News contributor, columnist for The Hill, Carol Roth, uh, host of the uh, podcast, The Roth Effect, also the author of The War on Small Business. Joe, I'll start with you. Uh, it's the same cast of characters every single time. And, and you know, not to pat ourselves on the back, we follow a very, very simple principle here which allows us to get it right every time, and that is not to rush to judgment, to allow for due process, always allow the presumption of innocence. This is not complicated why we end up being right and they always end up being wrong, Joe. Well, the old saying is, Sean, get it first, but first get it right. And instead, we have a media that does not allow for the presumption of innocence. We saw this movie before not too long ago with Brett Kavanaugh. Now we see it, obviously, with Kyle Rittenhouse. You're guilty until proven innocent. It's supposed to work the other way around in our justice system. The race card, again, played from the bottom of the deck. Only on MSNBC and CNN can a white guy shoot three other white guys, and racism becomes the epicenter of their coverage. We saw it in Virginia with Glenn Youngkin. He wins on education and economy. And I got to hear about how white supremacists are the ones that elected him and Winston Sears, the first female black woman to win stateside in the Commonwealth. Everything goes back to race. They keep playing this card over and over, and they wonder if you're CNN, for example, how you lose 80% of your audience. Eight in ten people that were watching in January are gone now because the boy cries wolf. They stop paying attention to the boy you keep crying racism people are going to stop paying attention to you and that's what happened here a rush to judgment on Kyle Rittenhouse okay. uh, Carol let's get your take yeah I mean I think that everything that Joe said is spot on the crazy part about this is uh, big tech hasn't been sort of brought into the conversation because obviously a lot of these social media have become the you know the, the playing field for everybody to litigate uh, what should be a case about individual rights and self-defense, and, and now they're litigating everything else, as he mentioned, you know, race, uh, politics, gun ownership, and whatnot. The really challenging thing here is that you've had people 
people who have been kicked off of platforms. They've been banned for saying that Kyle did nothing wrong, banned for contributing to his defense, banned for all of these things. Yet now, when you have a situation where we have a jury verdict that says he's not guilty, do you think anybody is now going to be banned who is currently calling him a murderer or is currently saying that he is a white supremacist. In fact, you've got Mayor Bill de Blasio on Twitter right now calling the two assailants victims. Well, hang on. Let me me read this tweet. This verdict is disgusting. It sends a horrible message to this country. Where is the justice in this? We can't let this go. We need stronger laws to stop violent extremism from within our own nation. Now is the time Uh, and not to be outdone. You got Gavin Newsom, America today. You can break the law, carry around weapons built for a military and uh, shoot and kill people and get away with it. Wait a minute. Aren't these the same guys that when there was rioting in the summer of 2020, there were nowhere to be found? And while their cities were burning and cops were being pelted with bricks, rocks, bottles, Molotov cocktails, uh, they had nothing to say. I had Comrade de Blasio on my TV show. Should we use all the video evidence of people attacking police officers? And he couldn't even support that. And he says, uh, well, it's uh, I believe in the system. I'm I'm not asking you, should we use the video evidence? He would not answer the question. Carol, back to you. Yeah, so, I mean, basically, first of all, I'd like to mention that all of these people are commenting across state lines, uh, which they seem to have a big problem with the state line piece. I just would like to throw that out. But if you look at Mayor de Blasio, you got one of his tweets, Another one where he's calling the assailants victims and saying this is a miscarriage of justice. Uh, it has a ratio, which is a, a bunch of comments that are saying that he's an idiot, basically, um, compared to likes. It's sort of a 16 to 1 ratio. So there are people who are pushing back, but that's not going to stop him. And I remember, as you were mentioning, Sean, uh, if you go back to the summer of 2020, I remember Mayor de Blasio out painting murals on the ground while small businesses were locked down because, you know, he wanted to show that, you know, he was supporting justice and supporting the burning and and rioting and all of that kind of stuff. Yeah. Quick break. More with uh, Joe Concha, Carol Roth. We'll check in with Brian Kilmeade and your calls, 800-941-SEAN on this Friday. Listen, I want to remind you, I know you've heard about Acellus Learning System. Now they have an exciting program you may not know about. Uh, More and more school districts, they're actually stepping up to pick up the cost of providing high quality Acellus lessons to students that are studying at home. Now it's called their CYBR school program and students can study at home. Local school districts, they pick up the tab and the tuition and you can check it out yourself and see if your district is participating. They have a website, CYBRschool, one word, dot com. That's CYBRschool dot com. And if they're not, you can join a, a wait list. Now, cyber school allows your children to get the education you want at home. It allows parents to control what their kids are learning. You can join anytime during the school year. Now, cyber school has agreements with local school districts paid for by tax dollars, no cost to the parents. And in most cases, homeschool kids can participate in their local school events and activities, et cetera, sports, et cetera. And you get great teachers and, of course, an accredited diploma. Just go to cybrschools.com, cybrschool.com. Looking for fake news? You won't find it here. You're with Sean Hannity on the air now.
We continue with uh, our analysis of, of just how abusively biased, corrupt, and culpable the mob and the media is with Joe Concha and Carol Roth. Let me go back to you. You know, Joe, this is the this is the difference between this is why I call the media the mob. Because it's a mob cult mentality or the blue check uh Twitter media mob, you know, checkpoint list or check blue check mark list. And they all go the same way. And here's the problem, though, Joe, is they never get held accountable. They never have to have to retract. They never have to apologize. They never have to admit they're wrong. I mean, it was somewhat of a, of a shock that the Washington Post finally admitted that the dirty Clinton bought and paid for a dirty dossier that they couldn't stand by the lies that they peddled for for three, three and a half years. Where's the rest of the media? And why not go in all the way and point out, oh, yeah, that very dossier was used to commit fraud on a FISA court, take away the rights of one Carter Page to spy on a presidential candidate and a president. I'm telling you, Sean, I, I think here they're going to pay. And I don't mean in terms of integrity, and I don't mean in terms of ratings. I'm talking about out of their wallets. Because you look at the lawsuits that are going to be coming against the Joy Reads of the world, against MSNBC, against CNN, against everybody who painted, including the President of the United States, by the way, defamation lawsuits. It's going to make the Covington lawsuits, Nicholas Sandman, look like pennies on the dollar. And what NBC did yesterday, MSNBC, where they actually followed the jury van, run a red light to keep up with it, and then say, oh, no, we weren't there to photograph the jury. Oh, boy, it's coming. And people always talk about, well, they're, they're never held accountable. They will be in a court of law. And if Nicholas Sandman can be successful in making CNN settle, Kyle Rittenhouse, sure as hell, is going to do extremely well if he decides to go ahead with lawsuits and smother. Well, it's interesting. You, you, met, you mentioned Nicholas Sandman. He'll be on hand tonight 9 eastern on fox as part of our coverage uh, and now here's the worst part of all of this so you have the media and and i've discussed this at great length in the past you have the media you have somebody like joe biden hakeem jeffries now you've got comrade de blasio and gavin newsom and all these high profile politicians and hollywood is weighing in and the left-wing media is showing their anger and fury now they have created an expectation in the state of Wisconsin, in Kenosha, of a verdict that was never going to come if the law, which is very clear on self-defense, was followed, coupled with the eyewitness testimony, the video testimony, uh, and even the star witness of the prosecution. So at some point, when you rile people up into a belief system that's not going to occur, and they are angry, can you blame them? Should they be held liable? Carol, we'll start with you. I mean, I guess uh, there is some level of free speech, and the question is, you know, where do they overstep in terms of, you know, infringing on people's individual rights? Because that's what this is all about. And I think that the, the saddest part about this, you know, from an individual perspective, is that if you're somebody who believes that the, the justice system is broken, and I feel like uh, we, you know, we can see areas where it, it is broken, you should want to lift everybody up. You should see this as, as a 
a victory for, okay, they finally are getting it right and want that same level of justice for other people, not to make somebody pay, not based on the facts and merits of their case, but based on the fact that you don't like the color of their skin or you don't like their politics or you don't like whatever. And the fact that people are feeding into that is just that evil collectivism that we need to shake out of this country. All right, we'll give the last word this segment to our, our friend Joe Concha. Joe, you got the last word. Okay, uh, Akeem uh, Jeffers, uh, he, his account appears to be suspended by Twitter. <laughs> I wonder what's going on with that. Uh, he's the one, of course, who said that Kyle Rittenhouse should be thrown uh, in jail and, and they, they should throw away the key. But, uh, yeah, everything that Carol said, obviously, um, this is the type of thing that I say this all the time, but I really, really mean it this time. The media never recovers from this at this point, right? You can't after coverage like this, as you said, after Russia, after Jussie Smollett, right, where the MAGA uh, hat-wearing uh, guy, at 2.30 in the morning and 20 degree below weather in Chicago have a news handy and they attack them and, and the media believes that. It, it, it just When you add all that up in aggregate, it, it's over in terms of trust by sane and sober and objective people of this industry, unfortunately. All right, Joe Concha, Carol Roth, thank you both for being with us. We'll get Brian Kilmeade's take at the bottom of the next of the half hour and we'll get to your calls. Uh, 800-941-SEAN. I know a lot of you want to react. We'll get a lot of calls in, I promise. Quick break, right back. All right, 25 now till the top of the hour 800-941-SEAN if you want to be a part of the program uh we had originally had uh, my friend and uh, colleague brian kilmeade co-host of fox and friends scheduled to talk about his new book the president and the freedom fighter abraham lincoln Fred- frederick Douglass, and the battle to save america's soul by the way it just came out and it's on amazon.com we'll put it on hannity.com and it's in bookstores now everywhere brian has a, a real passion for history and has now a series of bestsellers i know we could talk more about it in the future uh i'll let you give a synopsis in a second but i got to get your reaction first to the news of the day not guilty on all charges uh in the kyle rittenhouse case it's uh it's thank goodness i mean because anyone who watches this would, would not honestly would not have come out with any better verdict and it just goes to show you the main reason for the delay i think it's going to come out is that the jury instructions are too complicated I mean, I watched Alan Dershowitz on your TV show say he's been taught for 40 years at Harvard, and he's, he had trouble following the instructions. But if you look at the case and you see what happened with Rittenhouse, I mean, whoever thought outside a made-for-TV movie that a, uh, at a prosecution's witness would end up being the best defense witness? And how about the fact that Jumpman, since the jury doesn't even know this, ends up being a multiple, uh, 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 he's, uh, he's been arrested multiple times. Well, you're talking about the guy with five, five cases, a pedophile that just got out of a mental institution with, with according to reports, bipolar disorder, who, by the way, is on tape chasing Kyle Rittenhouse. Yeah. And then, of course, uh, I mean, to, to me, there's a couple of things. You and I are not lawyers, but we have to sleep at night. I'm looking at that prosecution, the way they put on a guy that just flat out lied, where they just handed over video that would have exonerated him, which was in higher definition. They gave him grainy video. I understand that you want a prosecution, but you really want to ruin a teenager's life for no reason, put him in jail for 50 years so you could, I don't know, have a moment of glory on television? I mean, I just prosecute. I understand. But when you lose your case, you lose your case. Don't make stuff up. So I just feel better about it. But one thing does concern me. I spent a lot of time. I did a, a shoot. We were both at the we were both at the Patriot Awards. So I did a shoot with the local police officers. And I was talking to them. I said, "Can you control a riot? 
if you knew ahead of time what was going to happen. And I said, what if I gave you 500 National Guard in a city like Kenosha? And to a man separately, they all said they couldn't. They said, I said, you couldn't stop it. He goes, no, if they really want to riot and they're organized, you can contain it, but you can't stop it. And that's what worries me. They've had plenty of time to organize. We all, all sober-minded people knew we were going to be exonerated. I worry the city's going to get abused again. We, well, you know something, Brian? There's never been any consequences over 535 riots that took place in the summer of 2020. The media, uh, literally, we have images of the media saying mostly peaceful protests and over their shoulder, the city's burning to the ground. And I have images and I show them and I show what their own correspondents are saying. We lost dozens of lives in the summer of 2020. Thousands of cops were injured. Rocks, bottles, bricks, Molotov cocktails. We've seen it all. The billions of dollars in property damage, arson, looting that took place. Where's that committee, Brian? Because uh, I, I know that it seems that Democrats only want to talk about the one riot, which both you and I have condemned. That can't happen. We've got to protect elected officials and we've got to protect our institutions like the Capitol. Um, but why no, why, why no committee? Why aren't people being held accountable when we have video evidence of them in the summer of 2020 rioting? Why don't we ever follow through on that? Well, Everybody's culpable in that, in that even though there was no uh, blacks involved with this shooting, you would think if this was about race. Again, people are trying to make it race on other channels. I've seen you play your montages on TV and listen to it on radio. So we know that. But you know why? On some level, they feel as though they have a right to do it because uh, America's inherently racist and it was a black, black Lives Matter crowd and they were burning institutions to the ground because of George Floyd and because our country was built, according to the 1619 Project and all those who subscribe to it, on racism. So if you burn down a city, we have it coming. If you take stuff that doesn't belong to you, uh, that's because life's been unequal in America and we're just balancing out the scale. Now, if you don't come out and say that directly, if you're not a firebrand pundit, you're saying it indirectly by not prosecuting anybody. You're saying, well, they're allowed to because... America was uh, a country with slaves that fought a war to rid ourselves of them. And that's what's happening. People are rewriting history and using it as an excuse to steal up to $1,000 in some cities and not get prosecuted. Like San Francisco, I know. Rikers. Yeah, to empty, to empty Rikers Island because, uh, because uh, there's too many African Americans in jail. Uh, to not arrest people and keep them in jail because of uh, past misdeeds in American history and around the world. And, you know, we get more crime and the most affected are African-American communities. Well, I got to tell you, it's a simple thing. You judge people by the content of their character. And it goes back to what Martin Luther King said. Um, we'll have you back. Um, I want to make people aware the book is phenomenal. It's uh, part of your history series that you enjoy writing so much. And it's called The President and the Freedom Fighter, Abraham Lincoln, Frederick Douglass, and their battle to save America's soul. It's on Amazon.com. We'll put it up on Hannity.com by the end of the show. Bookstores everywhere. Uh, congratulations on the book. And, of course, congratulations on Fox and Friends being the number one morning show uh, by far. Uh, doubling the ratings of, of CNN, fake news, and MSDNC combined. Great job. Yeah, thanks, Sean. And, you know, sadly, the history books are in the news because we're talking about race and history. And instead of just talking about the past, we're talking about the present, and they don't want to look at the past. History about, is a way of uh, repeating itself, doesn't it? Yep. Uh, and, yeah, I mean, we're on a lot of the same radio stations, too, so I get a lot of the calls. People are flabbergasted. They don't want to be called a racist, but they want to speak out with context. 
So I just use the words of Frederick Douglass to describe what he thought America was, how he escaped from slavery, and what he helped it become. And with Abraham Lincoln, you couldn't have picked it. You would, couldn't have bet on a worse horse than Lincoln. Uh, and he ends up being our most important president ever. I just I want everyone to know that that could be you. No matter what circumstances you are in, you have a chance because you're in the United States. And if you don't believe me, travel. And if you don't can't travel, read. You will understand how much better this place is than anywhere else. That's been the, my privilege to get get America in contact. Anyway, uh, we appreciate you being with us. Brian Kilmeade, 800-941-SEAN, our number. We're giving out the White House number. Where's Joe's apology? 202 456 one 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 one. I urge people to be polite as always. Be respectful. Uh, Shelly is in Nashville. W L A C. What's up, Shelly? How are you? We lost a dear friend and fellow talk show host, our friend Phil Valentine. Uh, thanks for being with us. I feel so bad that we've lost him. Um, He's a good man. I've I, known him for many years. I uh, I miss him. Oh, I, we laughed so many times on the air. It was great. Um, I just had a quick question, and and listening to to what you your what your legal experts had to say, kind of made me even question it more. Um, if there are riots in Kenosha, or quite frankly anywhere in the country, would any business that loses property, or any individual that is harmed, or anyone that loses pay because of these riots? Would, do you think that they would have the right to sue the media, the president, some of these other people who have egged on these riots, who have who have put forth this false narrative? This happens every time. Here's the reality. Uh, if you go back to Ferguson, if you go back to what happened in Baltimore and so many other cases, uh, the rioting of 2020, you, we have all of this videotape, Shelley, of all these people committing all sorts of crimes. And you know what we never do? We never go back and use the video and go after the people that are perpetrating these crimes. The only time they seem to be doing that is with the January 6th case, and which, by the way, can happen. I've been very outspoken about it. Um, but the reality is we have dozens of Americans that died and thousands of cops hurt, all the billions in property damage, arson and looting. Why won't they do it? Those people, I will tell you this. If I'm Kyle Rittenhouse, the first person I'm suing is Joe Biden. And then I'm going to start from there. I'm going to go down the list of all the people that told lies about him. And I would sue all of them. And I'll tell you what will likely happen. It's kind of what we see happening with with Nicholas Sandman. who will join us on TV tonight. And it's very simple. And that is these media companies, they cut a deal with a non-disclosure agreement. They pay a massive amount of money because they know they're guilty. And the comments, unfortunately, though, people listen to these media outlets. They listen to these politicians and they get a certain expectation of a result that usually isn't coming. I, I, I said from the beginning, if the law of Wisconsin, the self-defense laws are adhered to by the jury, it is an easy, not guilty case. If you follow the facts, which we've gone over all day today, I won't repeat them. We'll give you the last yep. word. Uh, no, I, I I agree. I agree with all of that. And I just I just wonder if more people outside of the direct victim started holding media accountable, if that might change a few things. Well, I appreciate you. Be well, we'll see. I think the more that they end up paying um, for their reckless uh, disregard for the truth and their smears and their lies and what's called slander, I think we do have to change the slander laws in this country. Look, I could tell you, and, and this isn't about me. 
the things, the lies that are told about me have been told about me over the course of my my 33 year career. Um, It's, you know, being a public figure, it goes with the territory. But even there, there's got to be some limits. And at times it gets very frustrating because you have the very high standard that you have to meet. But I won't go into it's not about me today. Uh, all right, back to our phones. Uh, let's say hi to Bob is in California. Bob, how are you? You're, you know, I'm dumber than you because we're number one in New York, the highest tax state, and you're number two. So it's kind of like dumb and dumber, and I'm the dumber one. Anyway, glad you called. Well, thanks very much for having me. <clears throat> I just had a good comment on the verdict today. Uh, you know, there's there's a couple things that need to be said about a fair trial. One, a fair trial only comes from the prosecutor that if he or she presents their case and live with the verdict if they gave a fair trial. But that was not the case here. The fair trial came, far as I'm concerned, in the judgment in there where the jury uh, took the evidence that was presented and decided that they did not meet their burden. So I'm just more concerned that the narrative that was put out there that this young man was a white supremacist with no evidence was presented in that case. And they gave him a just verdict based on uh, the evidence that was produced or the lack thereof. Uh, That's very you made a very articulate point here and a very important one. And that is that based on the evidence presented here and based on the law that this there was no question the jury made the right decision here. Now, um, uh, some might be asking, well, why did it take so long? Well, there's a lot of reasons that could that could be. But anyway, listen, Bob, you and I need to move and get to a, a lower tax state. We'll move together. OK, buddy. Yes. Well, thank you very much for your time. I appreciate it. Thank if you, sir. One other, little, one other thing on that, Sean, if I can. Yeah. The, the, the charge that was dismissed uh, once it went to trial, they had over 18 months to prove that charge before they presented it to the jury. So, I mean, the law was talk- clear it, it, it this was a, a long barrel gun. Exactly. And, and, so therefore, uh, that man, you know, he's allowed to possess a firearm at 17 years old. Correct. If there was any uh, measurements that was incorrect, the federal government would have stepped in based on the National Firearm Act for being in violation of a short barrel rifle or shotgun. So they, they, they overcharged way from the beginning, which he should have never been charged on that. And that was the premises of their trying to get him convicted. So therefore, it should have been thrown out to begin with. So the jury uh, looked at all the uh, facts that was presented and gave a, a rendered uh, justification in their, in their verdict. Well stated. A plus. Uh, Bob, thank you. Alex is in Brooklyn and New York. And Alex, you join me. Why we're in this state paying this amount in taxes? I don't know. Anyway, glad you called. Yeah, I know we got to get out of here, but it's it's great to talk to you on such an important day where justice has been served. Yes, sir. Um, I'm very impressed by the jurors that they didn't let what they saw go on, going on outside of the courtroom affect them and scare them. They stood up to do what was right. But I was wondering if this was such a cut, clear case of self-defense, which it was, why then did it take four days of deliberations for the jurors to come to the conclusion that Kyle Rittenhouse was not guilty on all five um, counts well it's speculation on my part right we don't know we weren't in the room my uh, my guess would be they they wanted to take that they they viewed this with the utmost of seriousness they knew that there was the potential for a a negative reaction to a verdict i think they were very deliberate i think jury instructions also were quite confusing i would have liked them to have been more uh, to be more simple um and i think they went through 
all of the evidence and they looked at the law and they looked at the jury instructions and they also had to consider the possibility of lesser charges. I like the fact that they took it very, very seriously and they took their time. Anyway, good call. Good question. 800-941-SHAWN is on number. You want to be a part of the program. All right, that's going to wrap things up for today. All right, we have full live coverage. Sarah uh, Carter is in Kenosha tonight. We'll be on the lookout for any unrest. I pray that it doesn't happen. We have Rittenhouse's attorney will join us. Greg Jarrett, Alan Dershowitz, Leo 2.0, Terrell. We have the jury consultant for the Rittenhouse defense, Nicholas Sandman tonight. You can't get better coverage. 9 Eastern, Hannity on the Fox News Channel. News you won't get from the media mob. We'll see you tonight. Have a great weekend back here Monday.